0: Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
1: Motor down the highway, down Scenic Highway 12, by the nails of no guard Thank you.
0: New Mexico this morning is our co-host the lovely and vivacious don't let me down now Bobby Jean Bell (laughs) Are are you vivacious this morning? morning.
2: Uh, I am I am good morning Gary
0: (laughs) Good morning good morning Oh gosh so we got a we've got a cloudy 63 degrees here in Tennessee today what what's your weather like out there?
2: Oh, ours is the kind of weather you just want to sit outside, I don't know, we're in the probably 70s, uh, low 80s, probably by the end of today, sunshine, you know, light breeze, just uh, a a morning to be sitting with coffee and enjoying the day.
0: All right, well I can do the coffee and I could enjoy the day, but we've, <laughs> we've sure got the cloudy day today. But I think it's supposed to be a pretty weekend, so we'll look forward to that. The weather is going to be great this fall, so we're looking forward to a beautiful fall back here in Tennessee. October mm-hmm. is going to be October is going to be special. Yes, October yeah. is going to be special for many reasons. But um, anyway, hey, we want to wish our good friend, Trinity Celia, a happy birthday today. So she's yes, celebrating, yes. She's celebrating a big birthday. And uh, so happy birthday to Trinity. We need to get her on the show again, Bobby. It's been too long since she's been with us. So.
2: It has. Yeah, it yeah. has been a while.
0: We need to do that. But we have a great guest on the show today. So tell us who's joining us.
2: We have Angela Meyer joining us, and this is her debut time with us, Gary. She's, she's not been with us before, so this can going be a lot of fun.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun visiting with Angela and playing some great music from her CD, Consequence. So we look forward to talking with her. And then in the second hour of the show... We have Trina Morris, who's going to be back with us. So Trina is always a lot of fun and uh, always has some great information. So we're looking forward to talking with Trina on Saddle Up America. But right now, let's get to a song from Angela's CD, Consequence. It's one called 16 Tons. You have never heard it done like this. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Angela Meyer today on the Campfire Cafe.
1: But seen and skin and bone The mind is weak And the bachelorette's strong. He loads sixteen tons What oh, do you get? Another day Older and deeper in debt Saying, Peter, don't you call me good
2: Legacy Radio Network, we just heard 16 Tons, performed by today's guest, Angela Meyer, from her album, Consequence. Even before she could talk, today's guest, Angela Meyer, was singing along with the radio and introduced to her musical heroes through her grandparents' record player in their Iowa farmhouse. Performing professionally since she was 16, Angela stays true to country music songwriter Harlan Howard's... Three Chords and the Truth. A storyteller with a passion for her listeners, Angela pulls in the crowd with a sweet voice and brutal honesty. She's not afraid to tackle heavy topics with her songwriting, yet enjoys poking fun at the humor in everyday life. The horse was her first love. She knew nothing about this Western music until committing a crime she swore to never do. Falling in Love with a Cowboy. Now she has fallen in love again, and this time with the tradition and respect within a community of folks passionate for preserving this beautiful way of life. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a singer-songwriter whose writing paints a picture of the human experience with wisdom beyond her years, Angela Meyer. Welcome, Angela. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me.
0: Good morning to you, young lady. Or good afternoon, I guess.
3: I know. I just heard the noon whistle blow here in McCausland, so now it's afternoon.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. Well, let's introduce you a little more to our worldwide audience. So tell us where you are and uh, tell us a little bit more about how you got started in your musical career.
3: Yeah. So right now I'm in McCausland, Iowa, which is... Uh, north of the Quad Cities, right along the banks of the Mississippi, and uh, I've been playing music ever since, you know, like the introduction said before, I could talk. My mom was in a country cover band, and so some of my earliest memories are, like, dancing around as a little kid, watching her up on stage, and it was just always something that I wanted to do, Um, so I got my first paid gig at 16, and I've been doing it full-time now for a couple of years, and I just absolutely love getting to see new places. Albuquerque is beautiful. Nashville is beautiful. Um, getting to travel around and just meet the most amazing people and share songs and stories. It's the dream life. I love it.
0: That's cool. That is pretty cool. So you said you got your pers- first paying gig at what, 15?
3: Yeah, 16.
0: 16. So, yep. so what was it? Tell us about your first paying gig.
3: Yeah, so I opened for a band from Chicago called The Moves. No idea if they're still a band. Um, <laughs> they were like a punk rock, like it was not the best match looking back. Um, but I, you know, it was my first gig, so all my friends are like coming out to support me. And then everybody left after I was done. <laughs> so it's <was> kind of <laughs> like an awkward experience. <laughs> we're like, okay, bye, sorry. Um, but that was at a little coffee shop um, in Davenport um, at the time. It was called Mojo's and I made 50 bucks and I just thought it was like the coolest thing ever that you get paid to do something that you love to do. And oh, yeah. it's just like, it's fun. It shouldn't even be a job. It's so fun.
0: Wow. Wow. So <laughs> right now, everybody's, everybody's kind of on hold yeah. with this COVID-19 thing going around. How are, How are your gigs yeah. going?
3: You know, it's interesting because my job is to draw large crowds of people into public spaces. Um, yeah. So this year has been a little bit awkward. Um, I'm both a musician and a yoga teacher. And so both of those things, you know, 100% of my income is in-person services. Um, right. So we've had to get really creative with that, and which has been a really great challenge and something that needed to happen because, you know, you want to avoid that burnout and um, working yourself too hard. Um, being in person all the time, it takes a lot out of you. And so in a way this year has been just the biggest blessing to figure that out, have to figure it out, um, and innovate and create new things. Um, I'm planning to go into the studio this winter and start my second album. So right now is just writing songs and getting ready for that. Um, and just learning how to slow down more, be at home it's a struggle. I think I went to 22 different States in 2019 and so 2020 to be stuck at home is difficult. Um, But, you know, for so many of us it's just pointed out these big areas in our life that maybe we took for granted. And so coming back into, you know, life normally or whatever normal looks like now and seeing like, what did I miss? What was important? Um, yeah you know what am I working for so all of that I think it's just been an important year whether it's hard or easy or good or bad it's been necessary and um, I'm finding that I'm grateful for it that's been a journey Um, but I'm feeling grateful for this year but certainly shows you know they look different we can't have the amount of people that we used to be able to have Um, but I think when people do come out they're really grateful now for live music and being able to gather together and kind of that fellowship that music has with it. Um, yeah, it's been really great, but it's a struggle to get to that point.
0: (laughs) Well, it is. And I, and I think, I think what you just mentioned a minute ago is it's, it's very important to keep a balance in your life so you can get on a roll and just work all the time and be traveling 22 States. Sometimes you
1: just
0: kind of just slow back down and, and uh, say what's really important in life. So, I think a lot of people are finding that out this year. I really do. Definitely. I really yeah. do. All right, we're going to get to another song from the CD "Consequence." And uh, when we come back, I'd like to find how'd you get into yoga. We'll talk about that when we come back on the Campfire Cafe <laughs> with our guest, Miss Angela Meyer. Mm.
1: The kind to quit or walk away Now all they can say is What a damn shame But I know there's more to you Than what you left here It's still so clear Like your footsteps on the heart little Like your footsteps on the hardwood, and bootstraps still around, and you were just getting started, but you're in a better place by now. And I hear your name as the crowd cry out and the boys open the shoe and I wish it was you.
0: You. Wish it was you. Angela Meyer is our very special guest today on the Campfire Cafe. And uh, this is a great CD, by the way, Angela. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thoroughly enjoyed this. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, Yeah, go could, ahead.
2: Could it I was- just interrupt for just a second? I know you want to talk about yoga, but Angela, um, this song we just played, I Wish It Was You, I know that you've donated yep. iTunes proceeds um, from the purchase of this song. Uh, and I wondered if you'd just take a moment and talk about the foundation that you're supporting this way. I think it's so important.
3: Oh, thank you, Bobby. I appreciate that. Um, So this song, Wish It Was You, like I say in my bio, I'm very upfront with like, I have ridden horses all my life, but I was not into the ranching or the rodeo scenes um, until I started dating my boyfriend now, and his family raises bucking bulls. And so learning about ranching and rodeo as an adult you get a way different perspective than you would as a child and I learned so much about cowboys and how they're so tough <laughs> like there's no other sport other than rodeo that is going to take it out of you like that sport does and yeah. this song Wish It Was You is about a 25 year old PBR bull rider type husband and at 25 years old he took his own life and that came from you know all this trauma and what we now know is CTE, um, which is common with football players, and we accept that with football players, but rodeo cowboys, not so much. We don't want to talk about it. Mental illness is weakness, and, you know, there's so much stigma around that, just generally speaking, but especially when you get into these worlds that are like men need to be this, and we will never have weakness, and we won't show weakness, and, you know, de- depression, anxiety, all of it is so important to talk about because it affects us whether we talk about it or not. And so I believe that Ty's life, you know, I didn't know him, but we all know somebody. And I felt like writing that song was just to honor his memory and to keep, you know, a conversation starter that we can talk about CTE and um, protecting yourself and resting when you need to and allowing your body to heal rather than like that go, go, go all the time and we're pushing through injuries, and all of a sudden it's taken you know, these deadly turns. So the song is about Typozibon, and the foundation that I've donated the proceeds to is the Typozibon Foundation. So that is out of um, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, they just do great work with education and resources for these cowboys that you know, are suffering from concussions or whatever's going on, and um, they're able to heal. And they know the importance of healing rather than pushing through that. And, you know, CTE is permanent and it's um, debilitating and it keeps taking from the person. And so something that's irreversible like that, we've really got to watch out for it. That's what Wish It Was You is all about.
0: Wow. 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 Well, that's absolutely fantastic that you're doing that and uh,
1: Thank yeah you. there are a lot of
0: a lot of things that are out there that we just are not aware of in our everyday lives and we need to realize that people are dealing with and struggling with different things in their life so need to be absolutely.
1: sensitive
0: need to be sensitive so uh, Bobby thanks for bringing that up
2: I, I didn't mean to interrupt but yeah
0: Or <laughs> well, you you can but just I interrupt I you can interrupt anytime you'd like to, anytime that you'd like to. <laughs> so anyway, so we're going to talk about yoga when we come back. But right now, I love this song. And uh, it's one of the few songs that are not original songs on the CD called Ma- Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. How would you pick this song out for the CD?
3: Um, You know, that's one of those that I grew up with. Um, My grandparents kind of introduced me to country music and Western music. And um, although grandma didn't always agree with Willie Nelson's life choices,
1: she certainly (laughs) loved
3: his music. Um, (laughs) So that song is just, it's a good one. I figured, you know what, it's been enough time, let's pull it out of the vault and put it on something, give it a new uh, flavor to it. So.
0: Well, you did a great job on this. It's Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. We'll be back to talk with Angela Meyer more on the Campfire Cafe.
2: Angela Meyer, our guest today from her CD, Consequence. You know, um, Angela, it was really fun uh, spending a little bit of time kind of getting to know you off your website and your Facebook pages and such. And I'm so sorry that we didn't actually really have an opportunity to be face-to-face at the IWMA uh, gathering in uh, November. I do remember your performance, the Night of the Opry, and you had an amazing dress on. Oh, thank you. you. That is
3: all all credit. (laughs) My girl, Abby Peters, she is my um, clothing designer. We played out at the national finals rodeo last year. And so it was like, okay, November IWMAs, December NSR, we have to look fabulous. And she just created the most beautiful, amazing pieces for it. And it's nice when you have, like, a conversation starter like that. So you walk into a room, yeah. you know, like, I'm super nervous. The uh, the Friday Night Opry's is a big deal at the M- MAs. And I'm like, okay, you know what? At least I look good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it's, well, and I was, it's fun. I was backstage because I was actually introducing the guys with Three Trails West who were emceeing it yes. that night. And so I was really kind of not – I saw people kind of as they got in line, and I didn't really get to – chat with anybody and then i sort of just didn't find you like i just you know it just goes so fast and before we knew it it was over and um and i had your album you know in my dj bag and i'm like oh that's the gal and i was so (laughs) sorry we didn't we didn't connect but i'm glad that you just mentioned about um Allie, right because you're you are no stranger to radio you and Allie host a podcast I found it on Spotify off your website. Fascinating. (laughs) And you started that early this year. Tell us about Breaking Western. It's fascinating. Breaking Western, oh, my gosh.
3: This kind of started as our brainchild from being in the car. Um, We figured out that in the last year we've averaged 600 miles a month in the car together. So (laughs) we are, yeah, yeah. So um, she's like a sister to me, and we... (laughs) just have these crazy ideas, and that was one that was born out of just, like, we heard all of these conversations that people have their friends about the Western industry, and nobody's having it in person. Nobody's, like, shouting it out from the rooftops, and so things like um, designs being sent overseas to China and then mass-produced here from Western designers, and um, things like mental health, things like cultural appropriation from the Native um, Americans, like, there's so much that is in the Western industry that is so blaringly obvious and people talk about it, but not on a big scale. And so it was just kind of calling out like all of the stuff in the industry that we felt like people wanted to talk about and giving them a platform to do so. Um, so we've had everybody from the Compton Cowboys to Fallon Taylor, um, to Anthony Lucia is our guest next week, putting that out there. Um, and we just have had so much fun with it. Um, it's great to have a platform where you can say what you want to say um, and just do it in a way that is so fun and with people that are so fun. And you guys know when you invite guests onto the radio show, it's people that you're excited to talk to and yeah. it, it just makes it, it's, it's just fun. Like it makes it so just like you're hanging out all together and then your listeners reciprocate that and they're like, oh, I want to listen into that. It's like I'm listening into a conversation that's really interesting and I can learn from and so that's what Breaking Western started as and you can find it on Spotify and Anchor um truly I don't know where else you can find it but um we put out a new episode every single week with a guest from somewhere within the Western industry and it's awesome It's so fun.
2: I thought it was so interesting that your mix is both um, fashion, obviously fashion and designers and bead workers and silversmiths and across the board, but also um, to have your guests from the Compton Cowboys. And that was kind of early on as I looked. And, you know, their book has been a bestseller now for I don't know how many weeks. They were on CBS This Morning. Um, we have a an affiliate book site to our website, and it was one of the first books I put up on that site. And yeah. it was just so, so timely to everything that was going on with Black Lives Matter. So um, mm-hmm. you you got my you've gotten my attention on a lot of different levels. <laughs> but um, <laughs> to have a guest from that group so early on, also in in your getting this off the ground, you know, congratulations. Um, really. Um, Remarkable, and it has to be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. I would assume. Yeah, and it,
3: with every guest that we invite, we're like, okay, I don't like Adrian Branham was one of them. We're like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Like, we'll just put it I out there. Her. We'll try. Like, the worst they can say is no. And every yeah. single time they say yes, and we're just blown away by it. And like the Compton Cowboys, I mean, they're in the New York Times. Like, Oh yeah, we're not anywhere near that level, you know? And so to pull a guest like that on and to talk about things that matter from the perspective of someone that's actually living it and somebody that grew up so different from a lot of the horse world. But at the end of the day, like it's just about the love of the horse. And if there, anybody listening, if you listen to one episode of the breaking Western podcast, Compton Cowboys is the episode to listen to. That's the one right. that Abby and I were in tears And we have had really inspirational guests, but that was the one where just as recording, we both broke down. And when we were done with the podcast, we said, Randy, nothing else we've done up till this point matters except for this conversation today. Like Mm -hmm. everything else was leading up to that conversation. And that's been the most important episode that we could have put out. And I'm just so grateful that for whatever reason, he said yes to talking to little old
2: us. (laughs) Oh, yes. right, well I, I know the next the next song I think Gary's got queued up is the title track. You want to tell us a little bit about consequence, and then um, Gary, will turn it back over to you.
1: <laughs> all right
3: yes, um so consequence is <laughs> it's a song that I wrote after I'd spent some time down in Oklahoma and the head of the ranch there. Her name is Mama Stacy, and she was telling us about her ex-husband one night, <laughs> and she said that the only reason that man was still alive. Um, was because he wasn't worth a 10-cent bullet. And I thought that sounded <laughs> like a song that needed to be written. And so that
1: is Consequence.
0: All right, let's take a listen. We'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe.
1: Dash marks <laughs> My truck it stole my horse The son of a bitch must want a divorce And I showed up there last
0: and we're talking with Angela Meyer and uh, can I talk about yoga now, Bobby?
1: <laughs> Let's do it. If we have Bobby's permission.
0: <laughs> uh, so how did you get into yoga?
3: You know, I got into yoga basically peer pressured. Um, a friend of mine was going to a class and it was 105 degrees, hot yoga. Wow. And I went I felt super weak, super defeated. I hated every minute of it. And then for some reason I kept going back and I started getting a pretty consistent practice and just felt good after, like I couldn't explain it, but I just felt better. And um, I had some, like some major migraine issues going on. So I ended up going to a chiropractor and she took x-rays and she asked me when I broke my back and I'm like, what do you mean? And I have a broken vertebrae, wow. in, it's like my, in my lumbar spine, my low back, and basically it was just you know folic acid deficiency or something before I was born. and then at some point, probably from a horse, I fell off, and um, that weak spot became a fracture. And mm. so now I realized then that um, yoga would be a part of my life forever. And so um, I decided to teach it, and I've gotten so passionate about. Helping people in a more holistic way—that's um, not just drugs or surgery for something like back pain—and um, I've seen so many amazing testimonials from students that you know they—it helps all different areas of life. Um, one of my favorites is my 96-year-old um, yoga student Phyllis. Um, wow! She was able. To, yeah, she's amazing. It is chair yoga. We're not doing hand, like handstands and flips with Phyllis, but. Um, she was able to get off a couple of her prescriptions because her back felt so much better. And that kind of stuff is just amazing to me and helping students with their individual goals. And I've even taken this into horse yoga, like yoga for horseback riders. Um, So I have my little company is stable vibes yoga. And then when I'm on the road with music, I can, you know, stop in different barns in different cities and teach yoga to their clients, and so I've taught goat yoga in, you know, St. Louis, and it's just been so fun um, to meet new people and kind of have a day job that goes with the music thing, so I'm not just hanging out in the car all day, but I'm able to move and just meet more people, so it's been really great. I love it.
0: How cool. Well, and I've seen some of your yoga positions. You're in pretty doggone good shape, kid. I mean, you... (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> you know, you, you can only do something so many times before you start getting good at it. And that's why I tell people that,
1: they're like, oh, I
3: can never do that. Like, you know, you don't shower because you're clean. You know, you have to, You if you recognize that you need more flexibility, you got to show up and do some yoga. <laughs> oh, I like that. So, it, and that progress, it comes quickly. You know, when I started, I could not touch my toes whatsoever. And now I can wow. almost get my elbows to the floor. So oh, gosh. It, It's just something that you've got to, you know, do over and over again and, you know, balance, flexibility, all that stuff translates in the saddle, too. And so it's helped my riding so much and just learning how to breathe really helps, you know, the singing. And so everything really goes together well. And it was certainly um, divine that I found yoga. Very, very happy about
0: it. that, That is pretty cool. And I've got I've got a few other friends that are doing some of the horseback yoga and teaching and and actually doing tours with a horseback yoga. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But yeah. I'm kind of thinking, Bobby, maybe we need to start yoga. You know, what
4: do you think?
2: <laughs> I know I have to do something more than my, than my daily walk. Although that was a good way to get started, but I yeah. do need yeah. to do something more that will call on more muscle groups, you know, than, than just walking.
0: Yeah, so when you go you from know. touching your toes to touching your elbows, Bobby, let me know, would you?
2: <laughs> I actually can do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay,
1: I I can
0: touch my elbows if I'm if I'm laying flat out on the floor, but that's about the only way for me. <laughs> anyway,
1: anyway. Uh.
0: Let's get back to some more music. This is a fun song. It's called Dirty Habits. Let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more with Angela in just a moment. Today, our special guest is Angela Meyer on the Campfire Cafe.
1: I think I could you.
2: With our guest Angela Meyer today, and listening to her music from her newest album *Consequence*. Um, Angela, that was that was a fun that was a, another fun song. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Let's, let, let's just talk a moment about your songwriting process. Um, as we said, this album is is all originals except for two covers, and mm-hmm. you're working on new songs. You mentioned now for your second album coming out. Um, yeah. want to I want you share a little bit about um, what inspires you. How do you keep track of your ideas? Um, just tell us a little bit about your process.
3: Yeah, I'm so much of a believer that we don't really write songs. Anytime I've sat down to write a song, I have hated the process. Um, but when that inspiration finds me and it's like I'm reaching for my phone or a piece of paper and trying to scribble down or Talk out loud fast enough to get this idea before it leaves me. Um, that to me is is my process of songwriting, and I'm sure it looks different for everybody. Um, but for me, it's that inspiration just comes to me, and um, a lot of the times, my songs like "Wish It Was You" took about 20 minutes to write. But really? getting it there, yeah, and getting myself in that headspace um, is, you know, kind of the process that takes longer. Um, so like, wish it was you. Um, I have a few songs that I feel like kind of the ghost is my co-writer and that song. I feel like Ty was so much a part of writing. Um, at the time I was a nanny and, um, you know, at nap time, I would sit down and do my business stuff during the day. This is when I was still transitioning into being a full-time artist. And I just, in the background, kept hearing this little kid's toy going off saying, Look up, look up, look up, find the door, find, find, find the door. Like somebody was pressing these buttons. And it like there was just so much energy in the room. And there's a line in that song that says, um, you know, boot steps on the hardwood. And it was so Mm -hmm. like it had to be bootsteps. I'm like, isn't it footsteps? Is bootsteps even a thing? And it was (laughs) so clear to me that I ended up Googling bootsteps Thai Pazavon. And what I found through that Google search was his ride on the PBR Bucking Bull bootstrap bill, which was the worst concussion he ever got. Wow! And so, you know, it's like full body chills, like, oh my gosh, this song is not coming from any sort of place that I am aware of. And so I just think of it more as like, I'm there to catch them as they come to earth. And um, that's just what it is for me. So my process, if I was to teach somebody how to write songs, I would just say, get in touch with that spiritual inspired part of yourself and just allow that to happen because when we force it, you know, it's not art, it's just it's like a, a task or an assignment. And um, sometimes I'll do stuff, sit down and try, you know, just to, to spark that inspiration. But for me, so much of it really does just come to me and I have to put myself in like a space of alignment that I'm able to receive that message or that song. So
2: then it comes really quickly once you put yourself in that um you're in that zone then it does it typically come pretty quickly and you're able to kind of you know start and finish at least a uh, a rough draft do you have do you have songs that sort of start and then they you know you don't you're not able to complete them and if you have those do you put them aside how do you store them how do you how do you <laughs> How do you keep them? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm
3: definitely a phone person when it comes to um, things that maybe I'll just get like a little blip, but I'm also doing something. Um, lately, I'm in this bad habit of when I'm playing music live, song ideas will start coming to me. And oh, no. there's no way at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to like <laughs> learn how to deal with that. Um, but like consequence was one that I spent the time in Oklahoma. I'm hanging out down there for I think two weeks I was down there. And I just had this whole note in my phone that was all Oklahoma ideas. So things that happened when I was there, Uh words or phrases, like I really tune in when somebody's speaking. And I think about some of the turns of phrase that we use, that would be a really great song idea. And so sometimes I'll have title ideas, but not songs. And then later on when I'm trying to be like, put a chorus together, and I need that hook, that last little piece, I'll go back through my notes and be like, have I thought of anything that (laughs) is inspiring that I can just kind of tie this all together? Yeah, so that's kind of, for me, the storage um, is either notebooks, which are a very scary place because you just never know uh, where you're going to find ideas in those notebooks. They get so lost and jumbled. So I'm definitely more of a phone person when it comes to
2: um,
3: just catching those song ideas. Uh, And then I can go back through and I can actually, you know, just press search and type in what I'm looking for. Um, But when it comes to physically writing the song, usually it's on pen and paper. Um, So it kind of, it's both of those things, but storage wise, mostly in my phone.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Everybody writes differently, don't they? Everybody. They do. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think it's that's such
3: a personal process, like I couldn't tell anybody that what they're doing is right or wrong. It just it is, and if it works, it's not wrong.
0: That's right, that is right. <laughs> well, it's not wrong for us to play another song from the c d consequence right now and uh so Texas and Tennessee, where did this come from? I kinda like that.
3: <laughs> you know that's a good one um the two states you can relate to that um when I first started dating my boyfriend Dean about six years ago now um he was looking at going to Texas for some he's a bullfighter and a stock contractor so he was looking at doing some different jobs down there in Texas and of course when people think Nashville they think music and so it's been deeply ingrained to me that like if you want to do music you have to go to Nashville which is not true but I was so deeply ingrained to believe that, that I was like, okay, well, if you're moving, I'm going to move too. And like, I don't know how it's going to work, but we'll just figure it out as we go. And spoiler alert, we did not do that, but that's where the, <laughs> song, the song stemmed from was trying to figure out how it's going to look. If you go to Texas and I go to Tennessee, and then this um, moment that I made up, which most of my songs are completely true, but this was like, hypothetically, what happens if we're both leaving town And we end up stopping at this one stoplight in our town and seeing each other for one last time before he goes southbound and I'm eastbound. And so that's what Texas and Tennessee is
0: all about. All right. Listen to this one. It's called Texas and Tennessee by Angela Meyer from the album Consequence.
1: Right now trying to make a name for themselves being put away for the things that never change but they're changing now
0: Tennessee, Angela Meyer. Angela, you've just been too much fun today.
3: Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to y'all.
0: Well, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. And I and I think our mutual friend was right. You are a pretty talented young lady. So glad you could be with us today. Glad you could be with us. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you're going to have to come back. You said you're working on a new album, so when that thing's ready to go, you give us a shout, okay?
3: Absolutely. I look forward to it.
0: All right. So right now, let's tell everybody where they can get their music, where they can follow you. And uh, and I know you're doing some shows right now, so how can they follow your tour schedule?
1: Yeah.
3: So everything is on my website, AngelaMeier23.com. Uh, You can also find me on social media, uh, everything from TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Angela Meyer 23. Um, And then as far as consequence goes, you can stream it on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, iTunes. Or you can, my favorite way, is go to my website and purchase it, and I'll sign it for you and send a little note along with it.
0: That's the best way to do it. You want the whole album. so go visit her website and get consequence and own it on that today. And then watch for her new city that will be coming out later in the year or the first part of next year. So anyway, you have been terrific today and uh, wish you much success uh, and look forward to meeting you down the road. That would be a ton of fun.
3: Yes. Thank you so much. And good luck with everything you have coming up. So exciting.
0: It's a pretty exciting month i'm october but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but
3: Shout anyway Mary Kay too. i know you're listening
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think she is i think she is we're going to close out this segment with another song from the cd angela it's called wishing well anything you want to tell us about this one uh
3: this one is kind of my pushback on a lot of stereotypes and a lot of traditions that have been what I see as very detrimental to the health and growth of the Western industry and all of its various facets. And that is the no support of first generation cowboys and ranchers, which I would say I am one of my parents did not. um, They don't know how to ride horses. They don't know anything about the industry, but (laughs) there's a love there. And when you share it with people, we're going to see that start to grow. And so wishing well is just kind of my frustrations within my career and this industry and all of that where I could see it um, going to be more positive. So that is wishing well.
0: All right. Well, let's take a listen to that. It's from the city consequence. And again, you have been a fantastic guest today. Thank you so much for being with us.
3: <laughs> Thank you for having me. My
1: last name isn't famous for the cows are corner. I grew up with neighbors on east side But I've got pride for my country A cowboy who loves me I took time to learn his way of life and Maybe I was born the wrong place the wrong time I don't fit the most And pretty words for shallow Truth. What happened to the great hard times? Ain't hard when your daddy can buy your way out of them. And they fear the cowboys to die and breathe. And it's all
0: for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be talking with internationally acclaimed equestrian clinician, Trina Morris. Stay with us for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
1: It sings to Thank you.
0: sponsored by Childers Services, a member of the Better Business Bureau. Childers Services out of Cheyenne, Wyoming, has all of your drill pipe, industrial strength cable, and guardrail to provide sturdy and affordable fencing for farmers and ranchers. Whether you're building a small corral or a feedlot, Childers Services provide competitive pricing and excellent service. Go check out Childers at pipe-cable.com or call them at 307-256-7058. That's pipe-cable.com and check out Childers Services. Well, she is an internationally acclaimed clinician who cannot go to Canada right now. Welcome to the show, our good friend, Ms. (laughs) Trina Morris. Hey, Trina.
5: Hello. (laughs) That's right. I I guess I can't be international this year. I just have to be uh, national. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think
0: so. And Canada's home. So how how has COVID affected you this year?
5: Uh, Well, it most definitely stopped the clinics in Canada. Um, There there, um, were a few times we thought about taking a chance, and, and I could sneak up there because I am a dual citizen but I just didn't want to take the chance of getting stuck on one side or the other. Um, yeah. you know, it seems like they kept changing their minds. The, the borders kept changing every month. They had a, a new idea of how to cross or not to cross. So, um, I would have to give a shout out to all the Canadians though. Um, they all moved their spring clinic to the fall. And then in the fall clinic, uh, I did, I was supposed to do four or five up there. And, um, when we finally decided that we would just hold everything over till 2021 there wasn't a canadian that uh wanted their money back or didn't want to ride they said you just whenever you get here we will find you and do a clinic so
0: oh that's great um,
5: yeah i most definitely was was pleased with that cuz i felt horrible that i can't get up there i have a lot of friends and family and um one thing about canadians is they're most definitely have a lot of try and the clinics are usually in quite a fun place.
0: Well, that's great. So we hope, hopefully 2021 will be different. You know, it's,
1: it's,
0: (laughs) it has affected us everybody in the music industry. And I think it's affected pretty much everybody in the equestrian industry as well. So a lot of times we don't think about this, you know, the number of people that have been affected by this thing. But it's really, it's really ragged out a lot of folks. So,
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been pretty tough. I, I will say, ragged out, <laughs> ragged out is a good way to put it. <laughs> I, I,
0: I just invented that term, but I think that's pretty. Good. <laughs> uh,
5: I think it might stick. I think it's better than the new normal. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was, uh, I, I kind of follow you. Mary Kay follows you. She said to tell you, Heidi. But um, wow! Uh, I, I I know you just finished your ranch clinic, didn't you, about too long ago?
5: Uh, Yeah, that was the first couple of weeks of August I finished that. And then um, due to old corona, I uh, had a couple of weeks off, so I kept riding colts and fixing fence and building stuff. And, um, and I've been back on the road a, a little bit. Yeah. So, did you
0: say, did you uh, say you finished the ranch clinic and then had a Corona? Is that what you said or?
5: No. And I said, because of Corona, <laughs> I couldn't keep traveling.
0: <laughs> okay. Tana- All right, excuse get me. Corona. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, how was the ranch yeah. clinic this year?
5: Oh, the ranch clinic was a lot of fun. It was, um, of course, a little bit smaller. Um, we didn't get to have our folks from Canada come. My brother didn't get to come and, uh, there's a few people that work in the medical industry that were unable to join us as well because their hospitals have given them two-week quarantines if they left the state. So, oh, wow. um Yeah, it's just like what you said. It affects so many people in so many ways. But those that did drive out and do it, um, they came from all over the place. And uh, we had, I think, about 20 people here. And um, it was actually quite a lot of fun. We got some cult started. Um, We have a, I got a flag to, you know, when you run out of cows, you can work the flag. And so I got everybody's horse to work the flag, which is something new because, um, it's one thing if, if I work the flag on a horse, I kind of know what's going to happen with it, but the people were up for an adventure. So quite a lot of people that their horses have never seen a cow flag and they had never seen a cow flag. So it was some good fun for a couple of days. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: well, for the worldwide audience that's listening to the show, and maybe they are not familiar with you, but I I know a lot Mm -hmm. of people are, but uh, tell us a little bit about where your ranch is located and what actually goes on during the ranch clinic, because I think that's fascinating.
1: (laughs) Um,
5: Well, I'm located in Wheatland, Wyoming, and uh, I live about 15 miles east of town. Um, And the ranch clinic consists of people that have rode in my clinic's um, publicly across North America and, um, they get an invite to the ranch clinic or if they're determined they want to learn more, then that means they get to spend 10 days with me basically living on my ranch. They get breakfast, lunch, and dinner in my house. And then we ride horses, um, all day. And if you ask them probably they would agree that I usually fall far into the late afternoon, like six or (laughs) seven o'clock at night.
1: Um,
5: I don't have a good time frame. I, I need to have a clock with or a watch with a good alarm clock on it or something. Um, yeah. But people can come. They bring their own horse to the ranch clinic. Most of them have uh, living quarter trailers. So they camp out on my place, and they bring their horses, and that way they can just immerse themselves in 10 days of uh, no cell phones, no, no city life, no anything. They just get to ride with me and enjoy um, what Wyoming has to offer as well. So kind of get the best of both worlds.
0: That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And I think <laughs> I think I understood that you're a pretty good cook. So you do a lot of the cooking,
5: don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I do all the cooking. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, I have a couple of friends that help me in the kitchen. Guess you could say they're the the sous chef. Um, and uh, there's always somebody who makes sure we have good drinks coming our way, so that we keep cooking good food.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
5: yeah. Mhm.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, the birthday mm-hmm. girl, Miss Trinity Seeley, attended your ranch clinic a few years ago, didn't she?
5: Yes, she did. She um, she owned a horse of mine for a while, and um, she was here, uh, I can't remember, now that was a few years ago, but she sang on my back deck. And um, at the time we had a bus, so we put her up in the bus so that she could stay in that, and she said that she thought we, she was in some high-class High-class stuff, but uh, <laughs> it was great to have Trinity here, and it, it's her birthday, and I call her my little sister, so yeah. uh, shout-out to her for a happy birthday.
0: Uh, um, happy birthday to her, and I think, yeah. if I remember correctly, she may have written a song about you, didn't she?
5: She did. She needs to what, upgrade what it was, now, but What was she that song?
0: <laughs> what was that song?
5: Um, It was the uh, uh, Ranch Queen. So Ranch
0: Ranch Beauty Queen
5: Ranch Beauty Queen and uh, it talks about how I am coloring my hair while I'm moving cattle and things like that it's actually a pretty true story <laughs> <laughs>
0: well Bobby why don't you say let's listen to Ranch Beauty Queen and uh, come anything. back and- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's and we'll come listen back. To and
2: Ranch talk- Beauty Queen, yeah. <laughs> Ranch Beauty Queen, and
0: we'll come back and talk more with our friend Trina in just a moment. I'm mm-hmm. Trina Morris right now, so not everybody gets a song written about them. Trina,
5: no, I um, hadn't actually listened to it in a little while, and um, it's pretty special that she took the time to write that. Um, It it also made me think that I'll get to see her uh, not this three weekends from now. I'll be in Ojai, California, and um, her and her husband have moved there, so. She lives about an hour away, and I got to see her last time I was there. So hopefully I'll get to see her again and wish her a happy birthday in person.
0: There um, you go. There but, you go. So yeah. she's setting up the horse program at the Thatcher School there, isn't she?
5: Yeah, her and her husband do that now. And so uh, I got to see the Thatcher School. It's pretty a uh, pretty cool place, actually. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay.
0: But... She's- Things are kind yeah. of getting a little bit back to normal now, aren't they, as far as being able to get out and do some clinics?
5: Uh, Yeah. My For the October and the rest of November, my clinic schedule has basically gone back to normal. And um, I get to uh, look like a bandit on an airplane because, of course, you have to wear a mask. So <laughs> my cowboy hat and a black mask is uh, people usually move out of the way in the airport when you start walking down. So, I
0: understand.
5: But.
0: I understand.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah, I've done
0: I've done a few of those flights lately, so I know how the mask thing is, but uh, but I haven't had my cowboy hat, so they wow. probably would think I was gonna to hold somebody it. up. I need to try it, I guess. I know. Yeah. you do need to try it. It's, yeah. It's
5: lots
0: of fun.
2: <laughs>
0: so where where are you headed next? I think are you headed to Arkansas? Was it Arkansas I saw?
5: Uh, yep. Um, not this weekend. Next weekend, I head to uh, El Paso, which is just north of Little Rock, Arkansas, and I do a horsemanship and coworking clinic there at a Faded Rose Farm. Um, and then I head to California across the state to Ohio, where I'll get to see Trinity hopefully and do a clinic um, at Stephanie and Wiley Kohler's place, and that also is horsemanship and coworking. Um, then back across the country. It's a good thing that I can fly. Because then yeah. I go to Shelbyville, Kentucky, um, and at uh, the Shelbyville Fairgrounds, I do a clinic there. Uh, then North Carolina, into Benton, North Carolina, which I think is about 45 minutes away from Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. Um, back to California, and then my last clinic of the year is in Texas, which it always is at the like Giddings Arena and Giddings, Texas. Um, so that's where. Kind of the the last the last clinic of the season, and a lot of people come from some of the other clinics um, as well as a, a packed class of Texans. So um, that one is always a ton of fun.
0: Okay, so when when people come to a Trina Morris horsemanship clinic, uh, mm-hmm. what what are they going to experience? What are they going to see?
5: Um. Well, that depends who's there. I'm oh,
1: kidding. <laughs> um,
5: it really does truly depend on the horses and the people, though. So uh, I don't have like an ABC uh, kind of teaching curriculum, I guess you could say, that I do. What I do is I look at the people on the horses and figure out what they need to help them and then um, work from where the horse is at and get them further further ahead with their, their desire to do things. So uh, I was just in... Uh, Ohio here, and uh, there's a lady who has two horses and she's having quite a bit of trouble with them, um, not wanting to stand still and kind of jumping around and things like that, and she was uh, uh-huh. used to three-day events, and now she's turned Western. So, um, you know, by the end of three days, she was working cattle, and uh, I rode one of her horses for her to help her out a little bit, and she could find out that her horses could be relaxed and let down, and then, then they're pretty easy to to work cattle or do any kind of horsemanship skills that you want to do on them. Um, so that's just kind of an example, but I get people that uh, from reiners to show jumpers to uh, backyards, you know, they have a horse in their backyard and they just like to, to get along with it. And, um, I guess a discipline isn't really what I, what I help you with. I kind of help you with all disciplines when we get the horse's mind. Right.
0: Well, that's really what you pay it. That's really what you focus on, isn't it? Is just whatever it is that the person needs for their particular animal.
5: Yes, 100%. And um, the, I think one of the interesting things about the clinics is you get a group of people that sometimes they know each other, but a lot of the times they don't. And um, by the end of the clinic time, everybody is, is kind of helping everybody and supportive of everybody, um, you know, kind of like they all got a little cheering squad when they go to do things. Uh, which really helps people, I guess, accelerate in their learning because when there's a positive attitude around and, you know, kind of fun goes along with it, then people can relax and really start to learn what their horse is trying to offer them. And um, I'm just kind of the, the in-between, the go-between so that they can figure out what their horse is offering and then how they can approach their horse in a manner that it would understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. So do you spend more time with a horse or do you spend more time with the person on the horse? and the horse
5: um yeah it really depends uh like i said this past weekend i I had to work the lady's horse a lot so that when i handed the horse back to her she could feel it and then she had a better understanding what she was aiming at um sometimes though if maybe the person's been around a little bit or they understand it some then i can i can kind of help them more than than helping the horse but in return if I help the horse, I've helped the person, and if I help the person, then I've helped the horse.
1: Right. So,
5: either way, you kind of, however you, you go about it, you end up helping both of them become a better partnership together. Um, if a horse is real bothered or the person is having a real hard time with it, then I fly to all the clinics, like I said, with my Cowboy hat and bandit mask, And so, um, I'll ride their horse for them so that they can see it maybe. Sometimes it's easier to see it. And, you know, so I'll ride it for them a little bit, and then they can get on it, and then they can feel it. Um, so it just kind of – it it really is this big mixing pot, and that's probably one of the unique things a lot of people say about my clinics is every clinic they go to, it might say horsemanship and cow working, but it could be a completely different clinic than they saw the last weekend.
0: So, wow. Well,
5: yeah. Which is good so for me because you... I'm a little squirrel-like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if in one clinic you, you could have, you know, multiple situations that you're having to address.
5: Yes. Multiple situations. <laughs> I think, um, I think actually, uh, maybe not last year, but the year before in Shelbyville, Kentucky, I think I rode nine different horses.
0: Goodness. So,
5: yeah. So it just depends on, um, yeah, there, there's a multitude of situations, and and it depends what the arena offers in the sense of, um, you know, when we if there's cows there, lots of times I can apply their horsemanship to the cow working skills, or if they have some little obstacles, you can you can use those to help the people see where they need to be or where they need to help the horses um, and get the horses used to things. Um, I I think that. A lot of the times when we go to schooling on our horses, then we get lost in a kind of like I um, I don't know how to put it. You just kind of go over and over and over it again, and, and you get bored of it, and your horse gets bored of it. And so I keep trying to, I'm always trying to think of different ways to keep the people and the horses excited about learning something and excited about getting better with their horses.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have you ever met a horse that you didn't like?
5: No. I never have, never um, have. Nope. Usually the horse, um, the, the horse if they're not doing what you want or, well, I don't know what people say, but you know you hear especially on this Facebook thing, you say oh they have grouchy mares or always be careful of a mare or there's just different kinds of things people say, but um, the horse is just doing what it does to survive. So if it doesn't understand you and it feels threatened, then it might be cranky towards you or it might be scared and try and run away from you or um, maybe its personality is it it could really care less about the human. So then it, it acts very dull and and not interested in you, but I've never met a horse that um, didn't want to help you once you got it to understand what you were asking. They, they've always wanted to be a partner, I believe. And um, I don't, I don't think that, the horse itself was built to be anything different than that, as in if you, if you believe in God, then I believe that he put it on, on this earth to to help us, to help us do our job, to help us with life, to to help us with a lot of things. Now, I don't say it owes us anything. That's a guarantee, not its responsibility. It doesn't owe us anything. But I do believe that it can help us in a lot of ways that, that people have, have no idea because there's too interested in what they want to do
1: Hmm.
5: Hmm.
0: Hmm. well i i think i had one horse that the devil put here and i never (laughs) i never liked her so i could be walking through the pasture about 20 or 30 feet away from her and she'd try to kick me every time and i finally ended up selling her and sending her to michigan so she could experience the winters up there
5: so <laughs> that kinda of sounds like my dad. He had a he had a goat that he said it took you six lay downs to get across the yard. So you could start across the yard and then that goat would go after you, but if you laid down then it would you know, I guess it wouldn't chase you then. And um yeah. so he said the fastest he ever got was six lay downs to get across the yard. So see so you just you just need to run faster through that pasture. <laughs> anyway.
0: Well, uh so so I was looking um uh I think it was in Facebook or something yesterday, and mm-hmm. you've got you always are coming up with different ideas, so were you looking at doing some different type of events, some three day events or some different things that
5: um, yeah i uh you know I do the ten day ranch clinics, and um a lot of times people they can't get that much time off of work or some people keep their horse at a boarding stable so they don't have a truck and trailer. Um, So I had been visiting with some friends, and they said, well, why not do, like, short getaways where people don't have to take so much time off work? They could fly in. Um, They could ride your horses and learn what it feels like and then go home and, you know, try it on their horses, uh, see what it would be like. Um, So that was kind of our first thought, and then it started to snowball into... Um, husbands that or wives that had husbands that didn't like horses. Then I said, Well, there's a there's a big reservoir. There's a 35 acre or 3500 acre, um, Gray Rocks reservoir where people fish for everything, and they take boats out on it. And I said, There's a golf course in town. And so then one lady was like, Well, sign me up because I can come and I can send my husband fishing. And
1: I'm like, Oh, <laughs> hey,
5: this this might be good. And then another lady said that she wanted to have a. Uh, She was a grandma, so she wanted to bring bring, you know, her daughter and then the granddaughter and have like a girls weekend and they actually wanted to learn how to cook. Um, really they ride in my clinic. Yeah, they ride in my clinics, but they were like we we could ride, but we'd really like it if you would teach us how to cook. So um then I kinda started to just come up with maybe I'll just have a set set weekend and um you know, you can pick your weekend and then you tell me what you want. So if you want to work the horses all day, then that would be fine. If you want to work horses in the morning and go fishing in the afternoon, then I could set that up, too. Um, just make it a chance for people to kind of, I guess, escape from from reality, which, you know, seemingly this year is something that we, I think, the whole entire world from. is
1: tired of. <laughs> yeah. 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 So.
0: Well, let, let us know when you're doing the uh, cooking thing, Bobby. That might be fun to go to.
2: It See? would be. It yeah, could also yeah be the, pictures, the pictures of food at your clinics always look fantastic. <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, well, I will admit that I like the taste of my food. So <laughs> if I'll eat it, then it must be good to eat. No, I'm just kidding. But oh, it, I gosh. think the ranch would also be a nice place for a honeymoon, of which I haven't got to congratulate you yet on your engagement to your beautiful bride.
0: Well, thank you thank you so we're 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 looking forward to that. That's coming up pretty soon so um yeah, but she's a good cook too. <laughs> she's a good cook well, too and a horse and a horsewoman, so yeah, yeah, and an entertainer, and so if you need an entertainer for your yeah,
5: that's great. I'm just gonna steal her. She has a beautiful voice, amazing,
0: well, thank you. Thank you, thank you. So, Bobby, you have been very quiet. What have you discovered about Trina that you would like yeah. to talk about?
5: Are you still have your mask on? Don't tell us you're sitting in your house with your mask on.
2: Oh no, I no, we don't social distance <laughs> here within within the within the walls of the home. We we don't social distance. <laughs> we figure if one gets it, you know, no matter what, the other one, um, whether it's joy or sorrow, we both, you know, we both get it. <laughs> That's right. Um I'm always interested on your website and your blog. And I and I see that um that there's a little more regular blogging going on and I see that the name of the blogger is Sabrina. Is that somebody other than you, Trina that's blogging? No,
5: what she does is Sabrina is my my right-hand girl. Um and so I'll be in the airport and I will she's actually uh, such a blessing because <laughs> I'll be in the airport and I'll come up with an idea and I will text it to her like raw. And so ah. she will write it up. Yes. He will write it up and she'll send it back to me and say, is that what you were trying to say? And does this picture match ah. it? Or does that picture match it? Because <laughs> she, um, on the same hand as loving her for doing that, then she's also the person you can thank for um, picking on me to do the blog. Cause I, I do like the blog, but I always, I get a thought in my mind and then it might disappear and then another one comes in my mind. And so I'm a little bit, like I said earlier, a little squirrel. Um, see something shiny and I walk that way. So uh-huh. Sabrina has <laughs> been a, a, a lifesaver in trying to get me to blog more regularly. Um, so when you see it, if she's posted it or, uh, and a lot of the times if I'm on the road, I can't get my phone to even pull it up to load it. I don't know. I'm good at some things on a computer and things like that, but sometimes I'm really not that technical. So, So she'll load it for me and fix it up and make sure that there's, you know, not too many swear words in it or something to that effect, and everyone can read it
2: well they're 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 short but they're um really heartfelt and so anybody out there you know um your website is yourinnercowgirl.com although you can find it very easily by just um googling at trina morris a horsemanship um and then the blog is is right there across the toolbar and um they're Mm -hmm. they're very you know they're I really like this one from, actually, it was my birth date, August 27th this year, and you talk about Matthew 13 and weeds and wheat, and that life is this mm. ever-changing journey, and sometimes the mountainside is steep and covered in weeds, but there will always be flowers, bushes, and trees to help guide the way. And um, it goes on. Mm. It's a it's a really poignant. um, Yeah. So, you know, it's another fun part of your website that even the non-equestrian like me can uh, find of interest and, you know, and and get to know you a little bit more, too, through your writing.
5: Yeah. And uh, that one, actually, when you said that, that made me smile. There was um, a couple of friends and they helped me with the, the Bible. Um, being squirrel-like again, it's sometimes hard to sit down and read things 100%, -hmm. so I'll read quickly and I'll get a gist of it, and then I'll ask them to explain it to me more, and um, a couple of them have been discussing that with me, and then I I started to sit down and think about it, and it really started to make sense for me, so that was when I wrote that blog, so um, uh, that's awesome that it was on your birthday. I think that's cool.
2: Yeah,
1: that
2: was just a coincidence, but yeah, it, um, and you're one for September 11th, of course, also very heartfelt. So uh, just another fun another fun thing that you do besides everything else that you do. <laughs> you and
5: Sabrina. <laughs> yeah, Sabrina. It's right. It's a kind of a, yeah. It works together. But, you know, I don't think there's anybody out there, whether they're in the entertainment industry, they're in the horse industry. Um, you know, I don't think anybody out there does it on their own anyways. And if they do, then they probably are fibbing
1: a little bit
0: <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what the inner cowgirl is what is what is that
5: well the inner cowgirl really is is just kind of like what me and bobby said in the sense of you don't have to like horses um you might live in the city you might live in an apartment building um your inner cowgirl is something that i believe uh, is you. I think a lot of times you hear people say they're creating themselves or they're reinventing themselves um, or they're trying to find themselves. And I truly believe that um, your inner cowgirl, that it's always there. I think, I think inside of you, you truly do know who you are and what you want there. There might be outside fears that hold you back from being that person. Um, Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe you don't have a great life or something to that effect. But I think if you, try to find your inner cowgirl, then um, I think it makes life a lot easier. And then I think that you also can see and be who you actually are, which is something great, which I think everybody's great.
0: Well, I think so. So maybe you need to do an inner cowboy thing too.
5: Listen, you can have an inner cowgirl in the inner cowboy. That does not sound good. Any of you people listening out there, that was not a good strike that one. <laughs> so I'll pay for that later. I can feel it right uh, now. <laughs> you will. You will. Oh Lord, right. have mercy. Am I going to pay for that? But I can tell you that the the fellows that come to the clinics, um, I, I would say maybe that's a great compliment to me. Maybe I don't mean that in an egotistical way, but the fellows that come to the clinics, they sure are salt of the earth, and they don't mind listening to a to a girl and, um, they're there to learn. And they're usually some of the most, uh, heartfelt kind people that I've, I've ever got to meet on the road. And so, um, you're right. I, but I don't know how to call it anything else than your, your inner cow girl. Um, your inner, <laughs> yeah, I can't even call it your inner cow. See, that's, even that's not going to be either. Maybe gosh. I'll be a, your inner, your inner unicorn. There you go. I'll it see. could
0: be inner unicorn. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Mm -hmm. When nobody likes it, I'm sending them yours and Bobby's
2: way
0: There you go Send them Bobby's (laughs)
2: way
0: Send them Bobby's (laughs) way Oh gosh Well, you're always fun to talk with I'm glad that things have kind of settled down a little bit And that you're able to get some clinics back uh, and going again And so you're going to be in El Paso Then Arkansas Yeah, El
5: Paso, Arkansas um, El Paso, Arkansas It's completely confusing Because everyone thinks El Paso, Texas but Oh, it's, it's going to um, be El Paso, El Paso Ar- Arkansas.
2: Arkansas
0: Okay Yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay And I then know. Shelbyville, Kentucky And then yeah, Ohio, California, California Or Ohio, yeah. California yeah. And then Shelbyville, Kentucky
5: Oh, Lord, how so, nice so not We've got everybody completely confused now
0: Yeah, we've got everybody completely right. confused
5: uh, but I'm you getting can, ahead of the game. I'm buying plane tickets early, so I can tell you, Arkansas, California, Kentucky, North Carolina, and then that's it. I don't know because I haven't bought any more plane tickets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you can you can visit her website, follow the tour schedule there, and uh, and if she's anywhere close, you certainly want to go and and be part of her clinics. And uh, and and then you probably will be able to get an invitation to her um, ranch, clinic, ranch clinic, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. So will you come yeah. back and visit with us again?
5: Hey, listen, I'm just going to move in pretty quick. Okay. i going to come visit all the time. How's that?
0: All right. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> well, you've been a great guest, so we look forward to having you back with us again. It's always fun to talk to you, Trina.
5: Yes. Well, you guys take care of yourselves, and um, I hope that you have a, a wonderful day coming up in October. <sighs>
0: well, thank you. It will be a fantastic, fantastic. So we're we're excited about that. We're excited and, about and that.
5: And Bobby, even if you you don't want to have anything to do with the horses, you're more than
2: welcome at my ranch any day. I'll cook for you. I would love to meet you.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Anytime. So we're going to take a. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. Let's listen to a song from our friend, Miss Dawn Anita. It's called If You Want to Be a Cowboy. And Trina Morris has been our very special guest today on Saddle of America. Trina, thanks so much. Oh, thank y'all so
1: Well, if you want to be a gambler, you got to learn how to play the art. If you want to be a hobo, you got to learn well, you can be anything that you want to be, but you gotta know To be a cowboy you gotta learn who you' lady, lady, lady. now a cowboys work is never done you don't make much money you gotta have your own horse of course people back here say you sound so funny gotta learn to say yep. and how to but the first thing you gotta do if you want to be a cowboy you gotta learn to
2: her CD down Wild Horse Creek, and I know she's been listening today, so we'll send out a big howdy to Dawn Anita, and are you there, Gary?
0: I have just come back. Thank you very much.
2: Okay. So
0: we made it the whole time, and then suddenly I had the technical problem again. So anyway, we're back. We are back. So I do want to mention real quickly that uh, today's show is sponsored by Children's Services, A member of the Better Business Bureau, Childers Services out of Cheyenne, Wyoming, has all of your drill pipe, industrial-strength cable, and guardrail to provide sturdy and affordable fencing for farmers and ranchers. So whether you're building a small corral or an entire feedlot, Childers Services provides competitive pricing and excellent service. Check them out at ChildersPipe-Cable.com. That's pipe-cable.com, or you can call them at 307-256-7058. Children's Services for all of your fencing needs. So, Bobby Bell, we've had a fun show today.
2: We always do, but you're right. It was great fun.
0: It was great fun. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed visiting with Angela and uh, getting to know her just a little bit and sharing her music. And, uh, and it's always a ton of fun to talk and visit with Trina. So she's a, she is a great guest. So we enjoyed that very, very much. But a um, couple of things we want to mention real quickly. Number one, everybody is talking about Christmas season already and doing their online shopping So we want to announce that the Christmas shop will be opening up in October on our website at equestrianlegacy.net, and uh, you can watch for for our sponsors there in the Christmas shop. So we encourage you to do your Christmas shopping there, and that will be open from October, November, December, and probably on into January because you do have after-Christmas sales, don't you?
2: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: And you can also visit the general store and you can find great sponsors like the Out West Shop. And you can just visit the general store and you can connect with the Out West Shop right there by just clicking on their logo. And um, so that's a pretty cool deal. So the Out West Shop is up in, not the Out West Shop, the general store is running. The Christmas Shop is up and running. And our guest ranches are back. So if you'd like to visit some of our select guest ranches, you can also visit our website at EquestrianLegacy.net. And we have coming up in October, uh, Rendezvous 2020. That's going to be at the Circle E Guest Ranch. And we've got great trail riding that's going to be taking place there. Great food, great entertainment. And uh, I don't know if I've mentioned the folks that are going to be entertaining or not yet, have I?
2: Uh, not today, but you should go ahead and and, um, and give us that, Mention them? Uh, mention them, yes.
0: All right. Mike and Doris Merritt are going to be there. They're the International Country Music Association Group of the Year. And uh, we have the Sawyer family that's going to be there performing. The girls next door will be back, and they will be performing on Saturday night. And guess who I just talked into performing as well?
2: Uh, do you have Gareth coming?
0: I have Mary Kay coming
2: and you have Mary Kay coming. Okay.
0: I have Mary Kay coming. <laughs> so I talked Mary Kay into performing this year. So that's going to be a lot cool. of fun, but that is October the 29th through the 31st. And that is rendezvous 2020 at the Circley Guest Ranch in Winchester, Tennessee. All the events taking place there are to benefit Mustang Heritage Foundation's equine therapy program that support our servicemen and women suffering with ptsd so turn out for that it, uh, again it's october 29th through the 31st you can visit rendezvous 2020 on our website at equestrianlegacy.net and find out more about the events that are taking place there uh, films and documentaries will be shown it's just going to be a great time and a great three days at the Circley guest ranch And then in 2021, we already have events that are planned for next year. And uh, we'll be back at Circle E Guest Ranch with Rendezvous East, June the, I believe it's the 16th through the 19th. And then we'll be in Bryce Canyon with Rendezvous West, and that will be taking place September the 16th through the 19th. So that's coming right up. And then the Girl Meets West event is taking place with Mary Kay, and that will be uh, happening in February and then again in November of 2021. So you can check out all of those on our website at equestrianlegacy.net to find out more about the Girl Meets West event. That is a women's retreat that you certainly don't want to miss. That's limited, I believe, Bobby, to 14 people. So there are still a few slots available for the spring event, and uh, but you can visit and find out more about them on the website as well. So what you got going on with Out West right now?
2: Well, um, I've probably never talked about this before. When we had a storefront, we always carried a lot of books. And now that we're online only, uh, we still have some of those books on our website for sale but we've become an affiliate to Bookshop.org, which raises money um, both for their affiliates and also funds that actually go to independent booksellers to um, keep them going through this uh, COVID time. And oh, we probably right. have over a thousand books on our affiliate um, site, including the Compton Cowboy book we talked about earlier today. We also have Don Anita Plumley's. Uh, memoir one more last chance is in our western and cowboy music um list so it's uh, very simple to to go to that affiliate you can get to it of course from our out west shop book book area or just go to bookshop.org forward slash shop forward slash out west shop and you'll see all we've got about 45 different book lists and hundreds of books available and, um, they just ship right to you. It's a really great program.
0: Well, that's great. That is absolutely great. So, uh, visit Outwest shops and uh, do your shopping, do your shopping for Christmas with Bobby and Jim and, uh, you'll love that as well. So, um, anything else going on?
2: Uh, no, just um, adding uh, product as usual. I'm working on a big rug product uh, project right now. I'm going to be adding um, probably about 150 rugs by the time I'm done. Beautiful, beautiful floor coverings. And you know, we just keep we just keep doing what we're doing.
1: <laughs> all right,
0: all right. So for, from clothing to rugs to books, visit Out West Shop. And, uh, again, you can just connect with them right from the general store on our website at equestrianlegacy.net in the general store. Well, it's been a fun show. It's been a good two hours. And um, we appreciate you listening to the show so much. And we're going to close it out today with a great song from Mr. Richard Eloyan. It's called Going to Be a Cowboy. And it is from his latest CD called Once Upon a Desert Night. So let's take a listen to that. And we invite you to join us again for the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America next Thursday at noon Central Standard Time. And also invite you to join us for the living room session Saturday that's at noon as well. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with you next week on the Campfire Cafe.
4: I never was meant for city life, I never was a man of the sea. When I saw the hills from the back of a horse, of course, a horse, I knew a cowboy I could be. Said goodbye to the folks in Tennessee, goodbye to the farm and the plow, goodbye my sweet little Sally Ann. Hot damn, I am gonna be a cowboy now. I signed right up on the western trail, green as a boy could be. By the time we crossed the Arkansas, I was convinced that a cowboy I could be. There was weeks of dust, days of rain, snakes and loco weed. Lightning strike in the dead of night, a flash, a crash, and we're off on a big stampede. There's quiet like you've never heard. Stars will take your breath There's moments you feel so alive Some you're scared to
1: death
4: I spent my wage on a brand new hat Boots a shave and a bath But when I got dressed town. It took one look and you should have heard the cowboys laugh. But I danced all night with a pretty girl, show the trail hands how. We kissed beneath the Kansas moon to a fiddle tune. And guess who's laughing now? There's lonely nights at